It is a vibe where I am recording right now. I've got my setup going. I've got a candle lit. I have a singular cupcake that I picked up from Whole Foods today. I have a glass of rosé poured out. Why, you might ask, Kristen, what are we celebrating? Why is there such a vibe in your apartment? Why are you in such a good mood? Well, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in a mere 24 hours, I am turning 26 years old. Ooh, that loss of health insurance coverage is going to hit so hard in the morning. But we're not worried about that right now. We are not stressed out about anything. I am stepping into 26, a new woman. I don't know why, but for me, 26 is like a clean slate. Honestly, I think it's just because of the shit storm of a year I just had. And listen, I know I make it seem like it's all sunshine and roses on my end, which majority of the time it is. And I've learned a lot about giving myself grace this year and practicing gratitude and showing up for myself and loving myself and all the good stuff. But it's also, um, you know, it's been a shit storm and I have ruptured a lot. And let me tell you a little bit about rupturing. I hopped on a call with my therapist this week. I love her so much. She always, you know, hits a home run when I need it the most. She knows exactly where to go, how deep to go. She knows what to say when I need to hear it. That's just what they're there for, right? But we were kind of talking about, you know, me turning 26 and the last year. And, you know, she knows everything about what's happened in the last year in my life. And she said, you know, Kristen, I'm really proud of you. And I was like, oh, tell me more. Keep hyping me up. Why? And she was like, because you have ruptured so much this year. And I was like, bitch, what? You're going to just sit there and tell me I've ruptured so much this year? That doesn't make me feel good. She goes, no, 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 wait. You didn't let me finish. As per usual, you jumped to a conclusion. You've ruptured so much this year, but you know what comes with rupturing? ultimately repairing and you have repaired more times than you've ruptured. You know, and she said with myself, with friends, with relationships, she was like, it takes a really strong person and someone who really does truly love themselves because to show up for yourself and to repair, you have to love yourself. She said it takes someone like that to go through what you've been through, to rupture as many times as you have, but to also repair as many times as you had. And I wrote in my notebook, my little notebook that I write when I'm talking to her, you know, in quotes, rupture and repair. And I wanted to remember that. And I wanted to pass that along to you guys because that one really stuck and that, you know, hit really hard. I'm not going to lie. I started to cry a little bit after that. And she started to cry too. It was like a really cute sentimental moment with my therapist, but (laughs) it's so true for as much as we break for as much as we rupture, we're always going to fix it and put it back together and we're going to repair because we have to, to keep going. That's just the human part of it. And if we don't, that's when things get worse and we don't want things to get worse. So just remember the next time you feel like you're in the middle of, you know, (laughs) a shit storm like I was, and you feel like everything around you is breaking and rupturing and there's no end in sight. Just remember you will repair. And pain, if I've learned anything in my life, is such a beautiful thing because it leads to growth, which I'm not going to go into right now because I'm going to go into it in just a second. 
I decided to have a little bit fun of fun on this solo episode. We're celebrating 26 years of life, 26 crazy, amazing, heartbreaking, loving, awesome, fun filled years of my life. I can't believe I'm turning 26 years old. I can't believe I'm finally off my parents' insurance. That to me is the biggest scare of my entire life while being furloughed from my work, but that's okay. Because instead of freaking out, I took myself to get a pedicure, dropped some more money while I'm furloughed, because why not? I took my little notebook that I write my therapist sessions in, and I sat down while I was getting a pedicure, and I wrote down 26 things that I've learned in 26 years of life. (laughs) And I wanted to share it with you guys this week, because I think this is going to be super helpful, and it was just like very cathartic to write all of these things out. And I filled up three pages front to back of the 26 things I've learned in 26 years. And it was um, an emotional release for sure, but I'm happy and proud of the person I've become in 26 short years. And I cannot wait to see the person I become in 26 more years. I can't wait to be more proud of myself. And, you know, maybe I'll go back 26 years from now and write down 26 more things I learned in the last 26 years of life. We'll see. But yeah, that's kind of what's going over on my end. I will be celebrating when you're hearing this podcast, celebrating big time with some very special people in my life, some people I'm very close with. I can't wait. Um, Like I said, I'm stepping into this 26 year with a clean slate. And I don't think you need to wait for, I'm so sorry. I have crazy heartburn right now. That's what happens with age. (laughs) I don't, I don't think you need to wait for a new year or a Kai, get out of the trash can. Hey, <gasps> what did you get out of there? You bad boy. You are so naughty. Stay over here. Stay by my feet. I have my trash bag sitting in the middle of my kitchen right now because I had to take my physical trash can and put it out into the street because it took me 43 minutes to dig my car out of two feet of snow this morning. And I became a spot holder where I park on my street. It's all free parking. And I always see people putting furniture out to save their spots. And I always wondered why. And after digging for 43 minutes this morning, I understood why my biceps are on fire. I wanted to clean my spot that I worked so hard to clear. So my trash can is currently in the street right now next to my car for when I leave tomorrow so I can hold my spot. That's why my dog is eating out of the trash bag, Kyboy, in the middle of my kitchen. Naughty. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Um, oh, 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 I don't think you need to wait for a new year like January 1 or you know, a new birth year, a new birthday. I don't think you have to wait to have a clean slate or to, you know, start fresh or to feel like you're stepping into a new chapter. I think you can start right now as you're listening to this. But for me, so many pivotal things have just been happening in my life that I think now is like the universe way of telling me it's the perfect time to close the page and end the chapter that was 25 amazing years of life and to maybe open and start a new one. 26 to me is just very like revolutionary. I feel like I'm going to wake up tomorrow on my birthday and just be this like new person and like look different and act different. I don't think I will, obviously, but I'm going into it with that mindset of it's about to be a really fucking good year. 
So let's do it. 26 things I've learned in 26 years. Number one, obviously family over everything. If anything in life has taught me this, I was someone who grew up very close with my dad. I was a daddy's girl because I played sports. I was competitive growing up. Um, I loved going to sporting events with him. And just that was kind of our big bonding thing. And then as I got older and, you know, I started dating boys and got more into like girly things. And I stopped playing competitive sports when I went to college. I joined a sorority, all of the things. I definitely drifted from that relationship I had with my dad as I, when I was younger. And as I had, you know, graduated college and started doing all these adult things on my own for the first time, I was terrified. And I, um, you know, I've always had a great relationship with my parents and my sisters, but you know, you go through those phases in college where, you know, it's, you just want to be on your own. You want to be independent. You want to be doing all of the things on your own. And then you leave college and that's when it really gets real. And you're really independent and you're like, oh shit, here I was, little miss hot thing, thinking I knew everything about everything in college. Now I'm actually dumped out into the real world and I don't know a thing. So I definitely over the past few years, especially this last year with the pandemic, um, have gotten super close with my parents again, which is something I really, really appreciate and I'm really happy and I want to say to anybody listening to this, if you're not close with your parents or if you were like me where, you know, you were close, but you didn't call them all the time and you weren't that person who was like, you know, best friends with your mom or your dad, start doing it now. I wish I had done this sooner. I'm so blessed and so grateful to have a really awesome family. My sisters are batshit crazy, but my parents are so awesome and they would literally give their entire lives for all three of us, all three girls. I'm so grateful for them. I talk about this in the podcast all the time. I talk to my mom every single day. She's my rock. She's, you know, the strongest woman I know. And I'm so grateful to have her. I'm getting emotional talking right now. I'm only on number one, (laughs) but you know, family over everything, they will be the ones waiting for you at the end of the day. They will have your back no matter what. One thing I've learned is it doesn't matter how mad you get at your parents or your siblings or, you know, whatever family drama you're going through the moment you need them, they will drop everything. Unlike someone who's not blood or family they will drop everything and come to your side. You know, and maybe this is your sign that if you don't have a close relationship at all with your parents, maybe today's the day that you reach out and you start to repair that. Because remember, we can always repair something that's been ruptured. All right, number two, your path was paved. Stop trying to manipulate it to fit your idea. Your path was already paved for you. Stop trying to fit it into some box or some mold that you think. Stop trying to manipulate it to fit your own idea. Whether you believe in God or Jesus or Allah or Buddha or the universe or just a higher power or a spirit, whatever you believe in, that thing has a path. And I firmly, firmly believe this. As I just looked up, I saw 11.11 on the clock, but... I firmly believe and I've learned over the years to let go and trust that I am walking my path and it will end up exactly, everything will end up exactly how it's supposed to be. I will be where I'm supposed to be. I'll be surrounded by the people I'm supposed to be surrounded with. You know, those are two things that we want to have ultimate control over. And I really tried that in college. I really tried that after college. You know, I even did that in high school. I was someone who always wanted to know what was next. And if I didn't, it scared the crap out of me. So I was preparing for what was next, which means I was trying to manipulate what I thought was coming next and paving my own path. 
you know, so people have that five-year plan of graduate college, get that job, get a raise, marry your college sweetheart, have babies by 25. And there is nothing wrong with that. But I really tried and wanted to fit that mold. And it wasn't until I let go of that, that I realized, holy crap, God had something much bigger in plan for me and so much better than what I thought I should be doing right now. You have to trust. You have to let go. Stop trying to fit into something because at the end of the day, the more you try to fit into that path, your own idea of what your future should, future should be, you're taking more and more steps away from the path that's already laid out for you. And it's just going to be even harder to get back to that place. So try to let go starting right now and just live, take care of yourself and the rest will fall into place. I firmly, firmly believe that. Number three, trust in God, the universe, or a higher power. This goes along with number two, trusting in your path and trusting that your life is laid out for you. But I think you need to trust in something bigger than yourself. Like we can do all the self-care in the world and take care of ourselves and trust ourselves and the human people and the human forms that are around us every day. But I've also learned there's comfort in trusting a higher power, whatever that higher power is for you. And if you don't have one, maybe it'll be a great time to start exploring, you know, what interests you if you're someone who's spiritual or not. But I think it's nice to trust in a higher power because the days when shit gets really heavy and no one really understands and you call your mom and you call your best friend and even they're not making you feel better, you want an outlet to turn to that you can just give your burdens to or that you can give that heavy stuff to, especially those days when it is really heavy and you don't necessarily want to put that on someone else. You need to trust in another source and turn to something else and, you know, have someone that you feel like you can always talk to, honestly. Like I invite what I believe in into my daily life and I talk to the, a higher power. I personally am Christian and I believe in God and I've definitely gotten a lot closer this year, this past year of my life to my faith. And it's not something I talk about openly a ton. Um, but there are days where I just, you know, I literally give it all over to God <laughs> And I don't want this to turn off anybody who's not spiritual or doesn't believe in like super woo-woo stuff, but it has helped me so much carry the own, my own weight of my own problems when it gets too heavy to just be able to give it to something else and get it off my chest. So start to try to trust in something bigger than you. And that's something I've learned. And I wish I knew that a little bit earlier. All right, next one, number four, stop fearing rejection. No's aren't permanent. They're just, they just mean not right now. So that's a good old saying from my therapist as well. I have a big fear of rejection and I think that's just deep rooted. And honestly, I, I really think it goes back to just being an athlete in all honesty. A lot of people who fear rejection, you know, it goes back to family issues or significant other issues, but I really... <laughs> black and white, plainly think mine goes back to being an athlete growing up and being competitive and fearing rejection in sports. Um, and it's definitely manifested itself a lot heavier as I've gotten an adult. I fear rejection in the workplace with friends, with family, you know, with in um, significant others and dating and all of those things. The biggest thing that my therapist has taught me besides the rupture and repair is I have to stop fearing rejection because no's aren't permanent. No's are definitely not permanent. How many times have you been told no and then you go and did it anyway or you proved someone wrong 
or whatever that no was came back around later in life. I firmly believe that no's are a sign from the universe that that thing or that person or whatever it is, is just not meant for you right now. And maybe it will come back at another time. And if it doesn't, something better will. But we have to stop being so scared of getting rejected because it's not permanent. And you should just thank the universe. Honestly, every rejection is a blessing in disguise because it's saving you from something that could have been really bad. You know, it just wasn't meant for you at that time. You weren't ready. Number five, get out in nature or I wrote, get out in nature slash try and surround yourself with nature. This is something that I do all of the time. Even though I live in Chicago and there's two feet of snow outside, I'm very blessed to have a dog who forces me to go on walks every day and to be outside in nature. But Kai and I also do hikes every Saturday, quote unquote hikes. Um, You can't really hike in Illinois. It's very flatland here, but we go out on walking trails and we kind of explore different paths every weekend given the time or given the weather. But, um, it's crazy how refreshed you feel after spending a day in nature. And you could be a total like girl, girl, you don't like getting dirty. You don't play, like playing sports or going outside and that hiking sounds awful to you. You could be that type of person, but then also go for a nice walk or just surround yourself with fresh, you know, nature. And when I say surround yourself, you could just be putting plants in your apartment and getting fresh flowers every now and then, like just connecting to nature as a whole, no matter how big or small that looks, you just feel so much better. And it's such a great space to get things out of your head. And especially if you're young and you live in a city like I do, escaping just for a couple hours, it clears your head so much and it helps you to see things with a new lens. I highly recommend if you're mad at somebody or, you know, you're going through, I don't know, drama with something or someone before you respond, before you answer, before you try to resolve any of those conflicts, go take a walk, clear your head. I promise you'll have some better answers than what you wanted to respond earlier. All right. Number six. Wow. God, do I wish someone had told me this in high school? It is not that serious. Whatever drama or life issue or career issue, friend issue, relationship issue, whatever you're going through, it's not that serious. (laughs) And I know this is like a harsh one to hear because we want to feel justified in our emotions and we want to feel like when we lash out, we, you know, have a reason to, but it's really not that serious. God, I would have saved myself so much pain and so much drama if somebody had just told me this years ago. It's a beautiful thing to be a woman. Don't get me wrong. I am all for the emotions that we're able to feel, how we're able to process things differently than men and actually feel things differently than men and having emotions and being in touch with your emotions is such a strong thing. But at the same time, they really get in the way of a lot of silly things. So like, just think back to a time where maybe you were in a fight with a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever it was, and you lashed out right away and you let your emotions get the best of you. And yes, it felt real good in the moment, but nine out of 10 times when you step back, whether it's the next day, the next week, the next month, whatever it is, we always have that cringe feeling of like, Ooh, I wish I took a hot sec before I replied and let my emotions get the best of me. How many times have you thought that to yourself? Like, I definitely just let my emotions get the best of me. 
next time this happens to you, go back to number five, take a walk in nature, get outside for a second before you choose to reply to a situation that you're in. Because I promise you, it's not that serious. You will save yourself so much pain and unnecessary energy if you just let things roll off your back. And it's a lot easier said than done, but just remember that motto. Like it's really not that serious. You will make it so much further with less stress in life if you're able to navigate through the lens of it's not that serious. Just having like a chill mindset when it comes to things. And I swear at the end of the day, that's just protecting yourself more and it's protecting your emotions more because you're not having to, you know, put energy into every little drama thing that comes up. And that's just like exhausting and nobody wants to be, nobody wants to be around someone who's like that all the time, who's always so defensive and just feels the need to justify every little decision. Don't be like, don't be that person. <laughs> just have the mindset of it's not that serious. And I promise you, whatever it is, it really isn't that serious. Like I've been through so many silly, stupid fights with people or friends or boyfriends, whatever it is that I've stepped back and looked at and I've been like, damn, I really wish I would have just chilled for a second before responding. You know what? The past is the past. I forgive my past, whatever it is, but I'm so glad I now know not to react that way because it just makes navigating through life so much easier and it's just so much easy. It's just so much less stress when you don't give two flying F-U-C-Ks. Um, yeah, so that one's super important. It's just, it's not that serious. I, I promise you. And I know in the moment it feels like it's the end of the world, but it's not, you'll be fine. Just start to practice letting things roll off your back. And, you know, sometimes that means taking a back seat. Sometimes that means letting people kind of walk all over us for a moment. But if you're able to stay true to who you are, and, you know, give yourself a breath and step away from that, I guarantee that person or that situation, whatever it is, will come back to you and it'll resolve itself because once they have a moment to get their emotions in check, they'll realize like, shit, how come that person acted so cool to me and I was the one who was the hothead and reacted? So it's just so much easier to be chill. <laughs> That's all I've got for that one. Number seven. People come and go for reasons and seasons, so don't be sad when they go. That person served their purpose in your life, and for that, you should be thankful. This definitely goes hand-in-hand hand with rejection. I think when people leave our life, we get really sad because we feel like we were rejected in some sort of way, but think back to who you were when you were a kid. Think back to like your Motley neighborhood crew or your best friends in grade school or high school that friend group that you first started with, and if you are still close with them, shout out to you. That's absolutely incredible. But think about how many friends and people you've been with that are no longer in your life. You know, I can think right away that my um, friends growing up in my neighborhood, when I was younger, I never imagined life without them, right? I always thought they would be in my life. I imagined going to like proms with them and growing old and having our own kids in the neighborhood, you know, all those things you think of when you're younger and they're not in my life anymore. And it's not for any negative reasons. We all just grew up and moved out of that neighborhood and we see each other on social media and stuff, but they're just no longer a part of my everyday story. And it's not a bad thing. And just, you have to understand that they were there for that reason in that season. And they may be the person that you are today. So you should thank 
people who come and go. You know, let them go with ease. It's not something you should ever stress about. They served their purpose. They helped you grow a little bit more. And the universe said, okay, it's time now. They served their purpose and you served their purpose for that person. So we're going to let them go and let you grow a little bit on your own and see who else comes into your life. So if you have lost a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a family member even, if someone has left your life and it feels like you did something wrong, I want you to understand you didn't. But there is a something else, you know, dictating this path of your life. And they said it was time for that person to go. And, you know, they served their purpose. So you should just think back on all of the people who are no longer in your life and just say a little thank you to them. You don't have to physically say it to them. But in your mind, you know, think back on those friendships, those relationships, no matter how ugly they ended that person served a purpose and they obviously were important enough to be in your life for as long as they were. So thank them for that growth. Number eight. Now we're getting into some wellness stuff. I definitely was on a wellness trend for the next few points. Number eight, eat whole foods. Kristen, eat whole freaking foods. I wish I could tell myself this when I had raging bloat in college and like fucking IBS from eating so many processed junk foods my entire four years of college. But eat whole foods. I don't care where you are in your journey in life with wellness. I don't care how old you are. Start to incorporate more whole foods into your diet. And I don't mean whole foods like the store. You don't have to just simply go shop at whole foods. And that's what I mean. No, no, no. Whole foods are foods that are closest to their natural state as possible. So grains, fruits, vegetables, you know, proteins that aren't filled with additives and, you know, shopping organic where you can. And if you can't still making the choice to eat whole foods, you don't have to throw your entire pantry out as you're listening to this and clear out your fridge. But if you're someone who doesn't eat a ton of whole foods, let this be your sign to start integrating them more into your diet. You will thank me later because you will start to feel better physically. You'll start to feel better mentally and your body will thank you later in life. My biggest reason for eating whole foods I've learned over the years is I am so tired of wasting my money on stupid supplements and powders and doctors and all of the junk that comes with filling your body with crap that you have to now reverse all of that junk and damage you've done because you didn't nourish it with proper foods. If you think about how high the diabetes rate is in America and obesity and heart disease, all of these things can be prevented at a young age if we start eating better now. Here we go. I'm going on a rant. But if you could just start to switch to a whole foods diet, yes, you're spending a little bit more money on groceries right now, but in the future, when you're not paying for medications, when you're not paying for surgery because you have heart disease or, you know, diabetes, or you're not paying like yearly medical bills for all of the crap that you have to take now and that you rely on because of what you did to your body when you were younger, if you can avoid all of that in the future, you will be saving so much more money than it would be to just buy the whole foods. Take this advice, use it, start eating more whole foods. Number nine, drink more water. Holy cow. I was on Accutane twice in high school and I swear to God, it was probably because I just didn't drink enough water. My skin was shit. My energy levels were shit. Everything was just kind of shit. Um, drink more water, flush out the toxins in your body. It's as simple as that. Our body is made up of what? 60% water. 
why would you not replenish that? Obviously, you're going to feel tired. You're going to have headaches. You're going to have migraines. You're going to make poor food choices. You're going to be grumpy. You're going to be miserable. So many negative things that come with one little simple fix. Trust me, I was someone who struggled to drink water, and now I carry a 32-ounce Yeti everywhere I go. It takes time. It takes practice. It takes little reminders. Maybe you put sticky notes all over your house that say drink more water. Invest in a cute Yeti like I did because when you drop 60 bucks on a Yeti, damn straight, I'm going to drink that every day. Find the things that work for you, but just drink some more water, please. Number 10, move your body every single day. And I don't mean doing a HIIT workout where you're dripping sweat or you're moving for 45 minutes strictly every single day. No, no, no. You can have days where you're high intensity. You can have days where you're going to your workout classes and you're getting a really good sweat in. But when I say move your body every single day, I also mean on the off days when you're not dripping sweat and you're not moving like crazy, get up and stretch or go for a walk around the block or do a light Pilates class or a light yoga flow, maybe just a 10-minute stretch, that's it. Your body will thank you, just like the eating whole foods later in life, your body will thank you for moving it every day today. And I'm telling you, stretching is just as effective as working out. So if you have to take three days a week to not work out and just focus on stretching, trust me when I say you will avoid injuries and your body will love you so much more. Numero 11. This one is very short and sweet and simple. I don't think I have to go too in-depth with this one. Be kind. (laughs) It's like crazy that I even have to talk about this, but be a good person. Just be a nice person. Being toxic and negative and mean and just talking smack about other people and just always talking shit, that's so high school. That's so just like not a thing anymore and it's not cool and it's not funny and it's not healthy to be behaving that way you're not going to get any further ahead in life acting that way if anything you're going to feel stuck and 10 steps behind everyone else so if you can take one thing out of this entire episode just be a good person you know give back give back to others give back to your community be a good friend be a good sister sibling son, daughter, partner, whatever it is, leave that toxic, unnecessary drama behind. And you can start right now. This isn't something that you have to like work your entire life to do. You can be a good person literally starting right now. Just being kind and showing empathy. I think if 2020 taught us anything, it's the world needs a little bit more empathy. So why not start with you? You know, I could have avoided so many toxic situations and so much unnecessary drama if I had just surrounded myself with the right people when I was younger. And I'm talking about like in high school, but that's like typical petty high school stuff. So, but there are so many scenarios that I look back on and I just wish I had used my voice and stood up for people or situations that I knew weren't right. And now as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that if I see someone who's not being a good person, like I'm going to say something and I don't have the time or the energy to keep people like that in my life anymore. And that's okay. That's like a good thing to surround yourself with good people because no one wants to be around you if you're just negative and toxic and you talk shit all the time. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry if this 
is weird to hear. And maybe you're like, crap, maybe that's me. That's okay. That was me at one point. Like, I'll be fully honest about it. But no one wants to be around that. Just be a good person and just be nice. It's really simple and it's really easy. And it's really sad how many people in this world aren't a good person. But I think that if we, you know, start to do this more and we talk about this more, and if you start start stepping into situations where you see someone not being such a great person, whether that's, you know, starting drama or talking shit, whatever it is, say something, you know, you're never going to regret being a good person. You're going to regret not saying something. So just start spreading that energy. And who knows, maybe if we all just start to be a little bit better, then the world will be a better place. I don't know. That's my hope for my 26th birthday. But simple, easy, you can do it right now. Just be kind. Number 12. Oh, this one hits the feels. Time is precious and nothing is guaranteed. Tell that person exactly how you feel. Remember, stop fearing rejection. Hmm. I'm just going to leave that one there because I think that's very self-explanatory. Number 13, moms make everything better. And if you are, you know, someone who doesn't have a mom in your life or unfortunately, you know, your mom's not with you anymore, you know, you have that mom figure that you look up to, whether that's a friend or a sibling or an aunt, um, whatever it is, that person that you look at as your mom figure in your life, they make everything better. And I have learned this in my 25th year of life for sure that they really do. There is nothing that a mom or your mom can't fix. And I say a mom because I think, you know, I vibe with other people's moms too. I'm really close with my best friend's mom. And there's nothing, you know, when I talk to my mom, when I talk to my friend's moms, they always just make everything better. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm going on my 26th year of life. My mom will always make everything better. Number 14, travel, 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 travel. No more excuses. I am the brokest bitch on this planet and I am still traveling. Well, making goals to travel. I've traveled over the years. I've made it work. And even if that means a road trip, I've gotten in my car so many times and I've driven up to Milwaukee or, you know, driven around Illinois. I've gotten away from the city. That's traveling too. bringing yourself to new environments, seeing new things, meeting new people. It doesn't have to mean getting on a plane and flying halfway across the world to Europe. No, travel means just getting out of your space, going to see new things, putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, If you have access to a car, just driving somewhere. And if you don't have access to a car, you know, figuring out, finding someone who does or figuring out a way to kind of get out of your space for the day, even if it's just for the day. Travel. Money doesn't freaking matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. I just took out my first loan. I made it 26 years of life. I'm so freaking proud of myself for going 26 years without having to rely on someone else for financial needs. Yes, my parents have helped me here and there, but I have gone this long without having to rely on a source of income that's not my own. I'm proud of myself for waiting 26 years to take out a loan. Shit got hard during Corona. I've been furloughed for how long? Like no shit. I have to keep spending money. I'm so sorry, by the way, I keep cursing in this episode, but You know, I've traveled, I've done things, especially when I'm in credit card debt. But when I'm going to look back at the end of my life, am I going to remember paying off that debt? Or am I going to remember all the memories I made pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and saying yes, even when it was scary because of money? I 
don't have this on the list, but an extra bonus tip, stop letting money dictate your life. Money will not buy you happiness and the lack of money will not bring you ultimate sadness. So stop letting it dictate everything. Money is literally a piece of paper. And at the end of the day, you will always make it work. That's what I tell myself when I'm super stressed out about it. I've made it 26 years and I'll make it 26 more. We always find a way to make it work. Whether that means hustling your ass off at a side job or picking up a part-time job or babysitting, we always make it work. Stop stressing about it. Let it go and live your dang life. All right, number 15, you get Okay, you get back what you put out. And I mean this in terms of energy into the universe. I know it sounds corny and very woo-woo, but it's so true. I was stuck in a negative funk for some time in my life. And what did I receive back during that time? Negativity. (laughs) And then I was more negative because what I was getting back was negative and it was just a whole spiral of junk. You truly do get back what you put out. And that means in terms of energy, in terms of jobs or friends, you're attracting people into your life based on what you're putting out. So if you're putting out toxic, negative, not good behaviors, you're going to start surrounding yourself with toxic, negative, not good people. If you are putting out an attitude, you know, that is toxic and negative and not good, how do you expect good things to come into your life then? I am a firm believer that vibrations are everything. And, you know, you could be totally opposite of that and think that stuff is all junk, but it really is true. Karma, if you believe in karma, you believe in this stuff then. So start to put out some good vibes. If you're at a really weird spot in your life or, you know, you're going through a heavy period, switch it up. You know, how can you shift that energy, change what you're putting out there and see what starts to come back to you? And I guarantee what you put out, it always happens, comes back tenfold. The moment this summer I decided to start putting good out and positive positivity and I started to, you know, work on myself, I got back in return everything I could have ever wanted and more, honestly. And it, you know, it's taken me this pedicure today, sitting down, writing all these things out to reflect on 26 years of life and be like, wow. I've gotten everything I've ever dreamed of and desired because of what I've put out there. Everything I've ever wanted come came and is now coming true, whether that's the negative stuff or the good stuff. So just remember that. 16, we've got 10 left to go. All right, 16, you can do hard things even when it feels impossible. That one's very self-explanatory, but think about all the hard times that you've been through and think about where you are today. You know, you did it. You made it through. I know in the moment it felt impossible, but you did it. So the next time, the next time you're faced with something hard, remember the last time you were faced with it and where you got after, you know, we can do hard things. We do hard things every day and we can keep doing them. So just because something feels hard, don't let it stop you. Please don't let it stop you. 17. Ooh, this might be my favorite eat the drunk pizza. How many times did I worry about, you know, looking fat or waking up feeling gross or messing up my day of healthy eating or, you know, being in college and wanting to be like skinny. How many times I passed up on the damn pizza. I'm so glad that I don't do that anymore. I'm so glad that I am at a point in my life where I can come home from a really fun girls night out and drunk order pizza on my own and eat the entire thing. 
God, I wish I did that more when I was in college. I did it a lot. Don't get me wrong, but there was definitely nights where I let that inner voice that, you know, inner critic who was like, no, you're going to look fat tomorrow. I let that voice take over, eat the drunk pizza, just freaking eat it. Or if you don't like pizza, whatever your favorite drunk meal is, you won't regret it. Trust me. I'm so glad I'm at such a good relationship. You know, I'm at a place of such good relationships with food in my life now to enjoy those little moments because, you know, they hit so hard. (laughs) 18. By the way, that last point, I am a holistic health and wellness coach eating you, telling you to eat the drunk pizza. So that should go a long way right now. Think about it. Number 18. Pray, journal, meditate, talk to someone, go to therapy, whatever it is for you, don't hold heavy shit in. So I'll say that again, you know, whether it's pray, journal, meditate, talk to someone, go to therapy, whatever your source, your your um, source of letting stuff out, do it. Don't let that heavy shit sink in. You know, we don't hold on to that stuff. The longer you hold, the heavier it gets, the worse it gets. So I really encourage you to stop trying to fight every single internal battle on your own and reach out for help. You know, that's the biggest thing I've learned in life. I never thought I'd be someone who had a therapist. I always thought I had my shit together. You know, little did I know until I sat down for the first time with my therapist and I realized I didn't have any of it together. And it felt so good to finally get that heavy stuff that was eating at me off my chest. And this goes for someone at any age. You know, I talk to a lot of women who are in their 30s or 40s and they're kind of at a weird space in their life because they feel like they shouldn't need help from someone else. Um, You are never, the age doesn't matter. You know, we are constantly learning and growing and we carry, we carry a lot of heavy stuff on our shoulders at all times, just being a person. So it's nice to have an outlet to let all of that go. Number 19. Ooh, this is what I was talking about right before we started this. Remember, pain equals growth. I wish someone had told me this during some of my darkest times, that this pain is leading to something that's going to be huge and amazing and incredible and you are going to grow so much from it. And if you are in the middle of something painful right now, listen to me please because I am coming at you with firsthand experience. The growth that will come out of this hard stuff and I know right now it doesn't seem like it and you're like, shut the fuck up. You have no idea how I'm feeling. The growth that's going to come out of this if you just keep showing up and if you just keep going at it every single day and you just keep trying to feel better, the growth is going to be amazing. And you're going to look back at that period and be like, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself, but I'm also so happy that I went through that to get this because this is going to be so much better than that. Think about it this way. When it rains, what happens after? Beautiful things grow. Flowers grow, the grass grows, the trees grow. Nature blooms after a dark, cloudy, stormy rain. That's exactly how life is. And nature and life, I swear, go hand in hand. That's why when we get out in nature, we feel better because we're just connecting to, you know, that ultimate source. Rain, pain equals growth and growth in beautiful things. So if you can just trust that, 
And if you're someone going through something really painful right now, get excited for what's to come. It's okay to not feel okay right now. And it's also okay to be excited about what's coming next because the growth is going to be so worth it. Number 20, social media is temporary pleasure. Real life is forever pleasure. That I think I learned when I was putting up pictures of the sunset I was watching every night. And I did it more to share it because I love, you know, the sunsets. I think they're so beautiful. And I think whoever, you know, doesn't have an opportunity to see a sunset every day, if you can see it through the phone, through my Instagram feed, that's great. But um, I was watching one one night and I realized that I was watching it through the lens of my own camera, not in person. And it kind of freaked me out for a second. And I was like, whoa. I need to relax with this and enjoy the moment, but that goes for everything on social media. You know, looks, things other people have, whether that's money, cars, houses, vacations, whatever it is, significant others that they post about or people in their life, you have to stop comparing yourself because that little temporary high will last, like I just said, it's temporary, will last seconds or minutes or days. But real life, and the beauty you can find in real life and the real people that you have in your life and the real stuff you have, not the stuff you're comparing to others. See, that is forever pleasure. You can mold your real life to be the best real life ever. If you just step away from social media for a second and you stop comparing what you don't have to the people on there. Because the more you compare and the more you say, I don't have that, I don't have this, you forget to look at what you really do have and what's really right in front of you. And you can create the best, most amazing, abundant, successful life right in front of you. If you just focus on that, stop focusing on everything else. Create some real life forever pleasure. You don't need that temporary hit, that temporary high. Number 21, forgive. This is a big one and it's really hard. And whether that's forgiving a person or a situation or yourself, start to practice it. And I I could go on for hours about how you can start doing that. But one thing I did was just Googling tips on how to forgive, you know, people or how to forgive yourself. Because it's one thing to just say, I forgive them, but to hold on to the feelings is another. So really learning to let go of the feelings and really forgive, forgive. The more you can forgive in life, you know, the easier things are going to get for you because you're not going to be holding on to negativity. You're not going to be harboring that stuff inside of you and letting it mess with your daily life. Forgiving is ultimately a selfish act because you're clearing out space in your own mind and your own self for you. You're not holding on to, you know, the anger, the resentment, the hurt of someone else in your own space. You want to have all of the space in your brain and your body for you. We're not reserving that for anyone else. We're not letting anyone take up space inside of us. So you have to forgive and let that go in order to just have your space yours. So it is selfish in a way, but it's the good type of selfish. Number 22, you have the power to change any and everything. You are never stuck. I have definitely learned in my 26 years of life that at points when I felt the most stuck, the more I leaned into that and the more I said, no, I'm changing this, the better the outcome was. We feel so stuck all the time. I think especially during the pandemic, it hit really hard that we all felt a little trapped, but you're never trapped. You have the power to change any and everything, whether that be the environment you're in, your job, who you surround yourself with. 
your entire life, you can pick up and change and mold to exactly what you want in that moment whenever you want. You know, like I said, trusting the universe has your back and your path is laid out for you. So you don't have to feel stuck because whatever move you make next is going to be the right one if you just trust it. You're never stuck, ever. Don't ever feel stuck in anything, in a relationship, in a friendship, in a job, ever. You can always change things. That's the beauty of being a human and having free rights and freedom of speech and free will. We're never, ever, ever, ever stuck. 23. Oh, Kristen got deep here. You have to lose yourself to find yourself and that's okay. We get really scared of losing ourselves because a lot of the times when that happens, it's because we went through a trauma or we went through something painful. Um, but I think everybody has to do it at some point in their life to really find themselves again because we get stuck and we get stagnant and we get bored and we get too comfortable in our own skin. And that's when things start to feel... You know, that's when you start to feel, I think, most disconnected from yourself. So it's almost an oxymoron that you're getting so comfortable in your own skin that you're starting to not recognize yourself. So whether that's, you know, a situation that you've been through or a relationship or just whatever drama it was, if you're at a point where you feel like you're so far gone from yourself and you're so disconnected, don't be afraid. Look at this as a little blessing in disguise because how cool is it now that you get to rediscover yourself? And we're always changing. You know, I say this all the time. You're not the person you were five years ago. You will not be the same person five years from now. And that's the cool part about losing yourself a little bit is that each time you, you know, find yourself again, you're taking little pieces of that past you, but also adding new pieces of this future you and pieces of the present you, and it's like recreating a whole new you every time you find yourself again. So I don't think it's a bad thing to lose yourself. I think it's a really beautiful thing, and that's why I said that's okay. But as long as you just commit to stay on the journey to finding yourself again. Number 24. (laughs) I wrote, Jesus Christ, Kristen, stop jeweling. Oh man, that's a good one for 24. You know, I used to jewel every single day of soul cycle training because I was so stressed out. It's like the most disgusting habit I've ever had in my life and it's not cool. It's fucking disgusting. So if you jewel, stop. And I know there's going to be some people listening to this laughing because I still jewel nowadays when I'm drunk, but stop jeweling Jesus. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's an awful habit. It's going to ruin your health in the long term. And I know that. Trust me, I really know that. And I'm over here preaching all these health and wellness things, yet I'm still jeweling when I'm drunk. Um, I'm really going to take this one into 26 with me. I'm really going to do it. So gross. Oh, 25. This kind of goes hand in hand with forgiving, but this is a huge motto. And I read this. Um, on an Instagram account from someone in the health and wellness space that I follow. She put up on her story one day that she was getting a lot of negativity. Um, It's Melissa Wood, by the way, Melissa Wood Health. She has um, online Pilates and, you know, she has really great recipes on her website, but I follow her because I love her workouts. 
But anyway, she put on her story one night. She was getting a lot of hate and a lot of negativity through social media. And she said the one thing that she does to help deal with all of that is she literally prays for and deletes them. So I put as number 25, pray for and delete. And you can use this little quick motto in any situation in your life. If you find yourself mad at someone or you find yourself, you know, in a negative headspace because of something someone commented or did or said to you or the way, you know, someone treated you or, you know, any situation really that you're just feeling really anxious about and you're like, how could that person do this? Instead of even getting into that mindset of trying to dissect why that person did what they did, instead of even wasting your space or your energy on that, pray for them and delete them. And I don't mean permanently delete, but just delete the whole scenario out of your mind. Like I said, your body, your mind is yours. We don't let other people take up space in us, okay? That's that's our new motto. We don't let it, we pray for, we delete. And I don't mean pray as in get on your knees and say, you know, dear God, pray can be just saying a simple like, you know, I hope that person gets better and that their negativity, they didn't mean it towards me. Something else is going on in their life and I hope it gets better for them. And then you delete it, you let it go. Simple. Remember that. Pray for, delete. Pray for, delete. Say it like 10 times right now so you ingrain it in your head. This is something that's really helped me with people who, you know, I don't, if they're just negative, you know, and talking about other people or that's like my biggest thing I hate when people talk about other people and I hate drama like that. So just pray for and delete. Oh man, we're coming up on number 26 already. I feel like I just started this list. All right. The 26th thing I've learned in 26 years of life, you've got one. Oh, I'm already fucking it up. You've got you for one life. Take care of her. You've got you for life. Take care of her or him. And that means taking care of your mind. That means taking care of your body. And that means taking care of your soul. Your soul being just that space. You know, you know your soul, your internal kind of voice, your intuition a little bit. You literally only have you for life. You're not changing you. You can't physically take yourself out of this body and put yourself into someone else's life. Learn to love yourself a little more every day. Show up for yourself a little more every day. Stop trying to change yourself every single day. How amazing would it be if you could just release all of that and be just so happy in your own skin and just take care of yourself? You know, nurture that. That's like looking at a partner or a significant other. If you have them for the rest of your life, you know you want to take care of them and you want to make them happy and you want to make them feel loved, right? So why not start doing that with you? And like I said, time is precious and nothing is guaranteed, right? That was number 12. Life is so short. We, you know, we get to points when we're like, holy crap, how did 26 years just fly by? Or how did 46 years just fly by? Or 86 years, you know? Life is so short. You have you guaranteed. If you ever feel lonely or if you're ever looking around like, why the hell do I not have anything in my life or anybody right now? You have you. And that is one guarantee that should make you feel a little bit better that you will always have you forever for the rest of your life. So take care of her. Take care of him, please. 
there she goes dropping 26 truth bombs for 26 years of an incredible life like i said i'm so excited to just start this new chapter it is a little scary to officially close the books on 25 i won't lie um but it's been a long year it's been a year full of high high highs and some very low lows but i am so grateful for each and every one of those and i am so grateful for this platform for allowing me to just talk and be and i'm so grateful for the support i've gotten so far on here honestly i started this just wanting to talk because i like to talk as you can tell and i started this wanting to be a safe space for people to come to learn more about wellness and not feel the need to have to fit some sort of mold when it comes to wellness and i just started this as you know a journey to build a community because i think community is so beautiful and important so I am filled with so much gratitude on this birthday. I am filled with so much love. I will be surrounded with the people I love most in my life on my birthday tomorrow. And for that, I am just eternally grateful. Before I forget, if you enjoy this podcast, if you like Wellness for the Hot Mess, take a hot minute, give us a rating on iTunes, five stars, four stars. Don't go any lower than four. I know last episode I told you I wouldn't care if you gave me two, but it's my birthday. Let's be nice. Leave a comment, leave a review, whatever you'd like. I appreciate all the support forever. I'm so eternally grateful for like the 10 of you that listen to this. I love you with my entire heart. I will see you next Thursday as a brand new 26-year-old woman who has a loss of health insurance coverage, right? Doesn't that just sound chef's kiss beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out tonight.